Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Tuesday live stream. Hopefully, you're doing pretty good for your morning. Oh, I got to pause my uh, replay over here. Trying something a little different this morning, seeing if I can have it record the chat, but I don't know if that's going to work, but we'll have to see. Testing out new and exciting things. So on that, entertaining myself over here. Welcome to Break the Cycle with DSD. I am your host, Wayne. I'm a, not a therapist, nor am I an attorney. I'm an individual much like you who has been through a traumatic and difficult experience, one that I didn't think I was ever going to get through. I think we might talk about that a little bit today. And over the almost decade that I've been going through this, I've developed tips and techniques that I use to save my sanity that I share with you to help you do the same. Get your life back, minimize the effects of narcissistic abuse. And if you have kids, tips and techniques on how to repair, strengthen, rebuild the relationship if you have any kids. One thing I always like to mention is, remember, only a licensed professional can diagnose an individual with a personality disorder, and they need to do that in a clinical environment, not over the internet. So just be careful throwing around medical terms when you do not have a diagnosis because that can hurt your credibility. And that's the one thing that we have to focus on, not the one, only one thing, but a very important thing, is remembering that our credibility is really the key ingredient of success through this. So don't do anything that will compromise that. If you like what's going on here and you want to support the channel, you can do that by becoming a channel member. You can do that by going over to youtube.com slash divorce. Click the join button. There's many tiers, even the smallest amount, even a, the, I think the lowest level is, it's either a dollar or two dollars. Every little bit helps. It all adds up. And if you do that, you get special badges, custom emojis, your name listed in the credits, and access to member-only events. So please consider checking that out. Uh, If you want to get notified via text or SMS message, text DSD Live to 844-598-0012. That's 844-598-0012. That works within the United States and Canada. And then if you do that, you will get a cool text, SMS, five minutes before the show show goes live, like today when I did it correct. When I do it correctly, I guess I have to throw that in there, and you'll get a direct link so that you don't have to necessarily worry or hope, pray that YouTube will actually let you know. And finally, speaking of phone numbers, the phone lines are open. If you want to participate in today's show, you can do that by dialing one 5483 dsd live Oh, the white chat manager, sorry, I always say that wrong, believe, I said, believe it's $199, the lowest tier. So yeah, and, and uh, the other thing is I just figured out how to make, uh, the, which I didn't know you could do this, but you can integrate, or I can integrate, my Discord into or with the channel memberships on YouTube. So if you are on Discord and you have your YouTube channel linked, you automatically uh, get access to the member area via uh, via the DSD Discord. I mean, how exciting is all of that stuff? <laughs> it was exciting for me to figure out how to make it work <laughs> and how to break it. Okay, I'm just clicking in my headphone thing. I have this little thing under here so that I don't get caught and... And it, and it puts it in the right place. All right. All right, let me double-check everything. Yesterday I messed up. Aw, thank you. Speaking of members, I just got uh, uh, Chaco Schmidt just became a member. So thank you so much, sir. I appreciate that. Thank you for the support. And uh, if you can't figure out how to, or if you have problems on the Discord, just ping me later. Oh, for anyone, I was talking to someone, I was talk, talking to a buddy of mine the other day, guy I knew maybe 15 years ago. And uh, he inadvertently found my YouTube channel. So then we finally were, were uh, talking on the phone. And then he made a, he made a comment. He's like, uh, you know, how, how do I email you? I'm like, dude, just scroll down in the description. If you can't, just if you found the channel, just look there and you'll find my emails. That's pretty funny. It was weird, though. It's weird to talk to somebody that you've known 
who's also talking about your channel. And it's just, that was, that was a bizarre conversation. The, the sad part is, is as I was taught and who knows, maybe he's a list. Well, he's not a morning person. So maybe he's, maybe he's listening to this on the replay, but, uh, uh, it, the weird part was he was like, man, you got some really good information. I actually learned a lot about my situation. <laughs> I'm like, glad to help there, man. It's amazing. All right. Let me see who all's here. Uh, we got a handful of people, people on. I appreciate you guys. The, the early crew. I know this is, you know, I was thinking about this the other day, you know, I mean, probably for people that this is actually the morning then this probably is a good time for people where it's in the afternoon or later part of the day where it's harder to, 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 to earmark the time. I could see how, how this is, uh, this is complicated. Let me see. I'm going to look and see who all we got going on or who all's here. Jack, speaking of that, Jack, Jack's from Australia jumped in early to, uh, say hello before I think she says, well, I'll just post it. I'm just going to call her out says, getting in early to say hello as I've been falling asleep uh, lately beforehand. <laughs> well, I'm glad you made it. And, uh, oh, Node says, I'm here. Got much coffee. I got my coffee. Now, uh, unfortunately, I need to change my routine to where I get coffee. Bef- like, I, I, like, I'm on my second cup by the time we start the show. But unfortunately, I have not been able to do that yet. It's one of those things where I um, uh, want to, uh, not want, I just, I guess I want every, every extra moment of sleep that I can get. Uh, man, we got a lot of people here today. That's cool. Let's see. Let's see. All right. Oh, the other thing I want to mention is if you have any questions for today and you want to do that in the, in the comments, just do t- uh, tag me. Just go at DSD and it'll highlight my name, which uh, helps bring it up. And if you could put a Q in there so I know that it's a question directed at me. Because oftentimes, once this thing starts rolling, you guys start ch- chatting amongst yourselves and it makes it a little more complicated to figure out uh, what's, what is. Oh, Jax is still here. What's going on? So, all right. So, I, the topic I wanted to get into today is, and I'm going to hit this because I, I missed this yesterday. And this will be, this will be quick. It's just, it's just a thought that I wanted to hit. And that is, you still have to live your own life. And I can remember when this started, I felt like I was basically in neutral, just wasting time. Which, I mean, rightfully so. I mean, you're, you're dealing with an emotionally traumatic experience. Your world has been ripped upside down. Your finances are probably obliterated, so it's not even like you can actually go do anything you really want to do because we're, we're all conditioned that happiness is tied to money to be able to do things. However, maybe most of you know, maybe you guys are more enlightened than I was, but this was hard for me. Uh, and I just put it in the comments. If, you, if, if when this, are you, are you in your happy, can you find happiness right now? with basically nothing or do you feel like you've been knocked down so far that happiness and being able to live your life is so far away that you're not it's like not even reachable i i can recall early in this when i'm looking at my bank statements you know i don't have any i can barely have money to to turn you know to to turn on the air conditioning during the summer that was not a first good couple of years, I can tell you that. And I just felt that I was just sitting there spinning my wheels, not able to live. And I was, I was so angry and frustrated and bitter. And the idea that I was just taking my 40s and just throwing them away, waiting until family court was over, that I could start to rebuild in my mid-50s was was a daunting to be honest the only the main way that I was able to overcome that to survive that was to get basically angry and say to myself to my you know it's not to my ex but like toward the situation you are not going to break me I am not going to give up 
I am going to keep breathing. I'm going to keep, you know, just sitting here, just sitting in idle and not go away. And I'll get my life back is what I would tell myself. You know, I will recover from this even when I didn't believe I would. Now, to be honest, when I was in that mindset, I was not living my life, nor was I finding any peace and joy. Because of a lot of the things, the shenanigans that the ex was doing prior to or during all this, a lot of the things that I still had that I really enjoyed, like my cameras, I put on the shelf. Because the ex was basically threatening, you know, well, that's worth a lot of money. I want my half of that. For you, for you pi, I, uh, podcast listeners, I was doing my, one of my notorious bobblehead <laughs> impersonations. And the thing is, if you are in that mode, if you feel... That's the way you're you're at right now. You owe it to yourself to find some piece of joy or something that you can appreciate. Maybe that's not the right word, but during that time. You know, I I I screwed myself up in my own mindset with like the camera stuff by putting it away and it taking so long for it to get to a point where I felt that it wasn't going to be under attack because I was mentally just preparing myself for the person to be able to take that. And whenever, whenever it came to the time that I was, I should have been able to like, okay, I can live my life. Uh, I, I just, I was already kind of messed up in the head. Find something that you like to do. I don't care what it is. If it's just something as simple as you just like the minimalistic lifestyle, you like it open in your house and you want to listen to music on your phone, Right. And, but don't, you can't be thinking about it like, man, I had that nice sound system with a nice amplifier and the nice speakers that sounded so rich and exciting. And now I'm listening to this on the speaker on my phone because that's all I have laying on the floor because that's all I have. I don't have a couch to lay on. And there was a period of time where this was my life. And this just sucks. And it's just a reminder of, of bad times. You have to pivot your perspective. You can, you can go down that, that dark path, that rabbit hole, so to speak, and allow yourself just to, to spin out of control. Don't allow yourself to fall into that trap. I know it is hard. I know that everything at the beginning stages of this is a reminder of all that has happened but you deserve more than all of that. And that is the first step to bringing, to getting your life back. It's just like, okay, you know what? I've been knocked down. I've lost everything. Maybe I'm not seeing my kids as uh, the way I think I should. Maybe my reputation has been, been uh, tarnished, destroyed. Just say, you know what? All right, whatever it is. That's the situation. I'm going to survive this. I'm going to beat this. I'm going to show everybody that I'm better than all of this crap. And every day that you can start thinking along those lines and all that crap, all that stuff that's like just hovering, you know, maybe above your eyeballs and and it's just like it all starts draining away. And then nine years later, I think, is it 10? I, I got I to look. I don't remember. You get to the point where it doesn't, it, it's like noise level. It's like, it's like, you, you don't even, it, it barely affects you. And when you get there, then all this crap that you've been through, not that it's not, not I'm not saying, not that it's meaningless, because none of this is meaningless, but 
you'll realize that you've taken your power back. You've, you've minimized what your ex has done to you. And you'll be on your way to living a better life. All right. That's my, that's my rant for this morning. I'm curious. What do you guys think? Does that make sense? Do you agree? Say agreed if you agree. If you're struggling on this and it feels like, you know, I don't know, just say, I don't know if, I don't know if that, you know, I don't know. Just IDK. <clears throat> Let me see what else is going on. Oh, I see. Oh, Katie, see, Katie says, yes, nature. Somebody was talking about nature. That is awesome. Speaking of that, uh, day two of my uh, uh, other video, which isn't exciting as the first one, should be coming out soon. Oh, moderator Debbie is already sending me stuff, and I had to click on the right window. So let me see. Uh, yes, post the Discord link. Um, all right, I am, I am going to... Actually, I got two callers in the queue. Let's... Uh, We'll go to area code six four six first. Hello and welcome to the show. Hey Dwayne, how's it going? Hey, how are you doing today? I'm hanging in there. Um, things are pretty intense. Just um, first of all, to answer your question on the topic of the day, um, you know, dealing with my life. It all depends on what's happening. I mean, yeah, true. A year ago, I was great. I met a woman, a bus stop, because I was in such a good mood and ended up dating, and that was great. Didn't work out, and then things were fine. And then by the end of the year, I was dealing with an ACS investigation, which I won't get into the details on, but you know, that set me back. And I created a series of events, including COVID, which then it came in and set things in a whole different direction and so yeah you know you and, and then you start asking yourself as you see all these ups and downs you know how do you how do you get your life back how do you deal with the real life as you deal with all of these setbacks and um you know it's hard it's really hard it is um you know and the latest setback is parental alienation which I've been dealing with for years, you know, and you've talked about many people deal with it, you know, it exists on a spectrum, right? So right now, my daughter is really starting, it's really starting to kick in with her. And, you know, so I was going to talk about like how you deal with the situation where it's happening in the moment, right? We talked about how you deal with it in the court and how you deal with it, you know, long term, but what do you do in the moment? Like when they're, you know, we've talked about that a little bit too. And, you know, one thing I try to do is I never, I never react to it. Basically a lot of times it's a trap. Oh yeah, They're, absolutely. You know, I don't know if they know this in advance or if they eventually figure it out as they go, but they realize the alienator, the, the narc, eventually realizes that not only do I get the kids to feel bad about the other parent, but I actually can recruit the kids to do this on their own. So like, I don't, I only have to kind of set the trap. And if the other parent doesn't react properly, they kind of do the work for me. So as an example, you know, what, what my ex has been doing lately is telling the kids that they need to leave at a certain time in the middle of my visit. Right. In the middle of our time. So the kids will then say, you know, they, there's been a time when they don't even bring it up. And, and I know it was on their mind and they're stressed out. And I know because of text messages they get later that says the kids were angry because you didn't let them go. And they said that they asked you to leave at a certain time and you said no. And that didn't even happen. So either she's lying or the kids are lying. I'm convinced the kids are lying too because they're just trying to cover themselves. Yeah. Pressuring them to leave early. So in this case, on Sunday, you know, she says, well, they want to leave at 3.30. And I just ignored it. You know, and then I'm having a great time with the kids. And then 3 o'clock rolls around on 3.15. And I see my daughter texting. And next thing you know, she's like, I want to leave. And I say, well, why do you want to leave? She says, I'm bored. And I didn't know how to deal with that. So I said, you know, first it upset me. Because she's never oh, really yeah. said it that way directly to me. You know, she's getting, you know, more bolder with how she talks to me. 
Um, you know, this is all subtle, right? It comes out a little yep. more, a little more every time. So this is like a sort of a big sort of shift. Like, wow, she's telling me she just wants to leave. So I said, I said, well, you know, if you talk to me, maybe you can go, but I want to understand it. She doesn't really like to talk about this stuff. So I talked to her and she says that she's just bored. And she just keeps going around in circles. And I said, listen, we're just going around in circles. And then I start saying, okay, well, we can go. And then I start thinking about it. Actually, I call my lawyer. He's like, well, it's really bad if you go. And then I think about it, too. And I'm like, they haven't really, she hasn't said anything. You know, what am I doing here? Yeah. And then I turn to the kids and I say, you know what, guys? We can't, this is a bad idea. You can't, you can't leave because you're bored. You're going to just be bored at mommy's house, right? Like, you, you know, you haven't told me anything you're doing over there. So... You know, when we're when we're having problems with the family, we don't just give up and leave. You know, no, we good. figure it out. And if you're bored, you know, you stay and and we work through it. And you know, and they really they couldn't argue with that. <laughs> and I don't know why I didn't think of that in the beginning. I think it just threw me so much that I my reaction was like, oh man, you know, like they're going to leave and kind of gave up a little bit. And then I'm like, no, I I got to deal with this. And I, I I talked to a few psychologists then couple and they both told me I, I handled it right but you know the bigger point is that you know you just you just get thrown into these situations and oh yeah you know, well and, and you always have to be that. on right I mean you you always have to be thinking nine steps ahead while you're being attacked basically no you you handled that right what I was going to say as you were saying that just to dovetail with it is if this is turning into a recurring pattern you just need to say something like what you that what you actually the way you did it way you handled it is perfect right and i would say if it continues down this road uh and this is just i mean maybe clarify with your attorney on this and just say look the orders say this you know yes i understand this is stressful but this is the way it's going to be it's non-negotiable these are the times it's written down this is what we're doing we're not talking about it anymore and just yeah. You know, kind of, and, and I, as you were talking, I was thinking about there were a few times in my situation. I mean, keep in mind that it, a lot of the stuff that I figured out, I didn't know what I was dealing with until later. So I was right. kind of like where you're at, right? I mean, you're sitting there, you're in the running gun battle, so to speak, and you're trying to figure out how to deal with it in real time. So, uh, but that was one of the things that I did do is I like finally just said, look, court order says this. This is what the times are. It's non-negotiable. We're not switching it. We're not negotiating anything differently. We're not deviating from it. We're done. And that was how yeah, I finally... Yeah, I mean, I couldn't even say it that strongly because I have, they have these psychologists, you know, I'm always being advised on how to talk to them. Right. You know, so it's, it's, a, it's a dance because you got to be firm. Yep. You absolutely have to be firm. But if, you, if you're too firm and the other parent is spoiling the heck out of them... Dude, treating them like they're little adults, which is part of the alienation game. You, you know? did it perfectly. And, and all the all the, the people, all the alienation experts say if you if you try to give them too many limits in response, you know it'll backfire because that's right, right. Tra- that's the trap actually. Yep, so I'm not is. saying you're wrong, but it's just how, it's how you say it. It's, yeah, no, you know, dude. So what like, what guys, I was trying to say, you way you did it was perfect. Yeah. was absolutely perfect. Yeah, I mean, you did it with compassion. With uh, w- without without stress or anger, you did it in an open in an open way in an open discussion. You were using logic that the kids could understand. You you keep I mean that lather rinse and repeat on that. But but I know what you're talking about because it's incredibly stressful because you feel like you're taking the the most important test of your life every freaking time the kids walk in the door and you're wor- and and, and it and it feels like it's a pass fail. It's not like, okay, you know, I mean, I mean, it's not really, but it feels like it. It feels like if I screw this up, everything's going to go down the crapper and that adds more. Oh yeah. yeah. You get triggered. Oh, absolutely. And you try to, you try to control yourself. You're in the moment. You're with your kids. You're like, oh my God. And you realize it's, I was so stressed. I was like, it was really getting to me. And then I, and that's when I had to kick in. I just like, I realized. And then I said, guys, listen, you need to stay. You want to know why? Because I love you. And I'm your father, and this is what families do. They they don't just if things are having a little bit of a rough time. You don't just leave, right? You know, and like it just it was sounded so calm, and they they couldn't argue with that. It's like I love you. You're you know I'm not trying to trap you. I'm your father, right? It's not like I'm trying to keep you, you know. But their mother somehow is planting this idea. Oh, of this course. Either through suggestion or directly, 
that I am, I'm somehow, you know, their, their, their captor, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just nuts. It is. And I, and I listen to them all the time. I mean, that's part of parental alienation where you can make the kids, you adult, it's called adultification. You make oh, them, yeah. you make them think it's their own decision. I mean, mm. it's really, this, it's insidious. Forget about it's not as simple as, no. It's not as simple as, you know, somebody saying, you know, you got to tell your father, you know, you don't want to be with him or your dad's a bad guy. It does, it's much more complicated than that. It and is. People who do it, it comes naturally to them. That's the thing. It's, it's, there's, there's certain types of people who are naturally manipulative. There's certain types of person. They're usually people who are a little wacky and they have personality disorder, as we all know. Right. You know, narcissism, borderline, plus the B. And, and the, the thing is, it's not... It's so not obvious, and it's not that different from like a cult leader, it's, you know. Because I mean, what does a cult yeah. leader do? It's somebody who's so full of themselves, right, that they think they can actually get people to worship them, like a god, you know. I mean, it's not that different, and it's the 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 the, the brainwashing and, and bringing them into the cult. I mean, my kids are being brainwashed, and it's like, yep. and it's down to somebody who's not been through it. It sounds like, are you crazy? Brainwashing? I know, you know nobody's ever even experienced yeah. brainwashing. I've never experienced yeah. it directly or indirectly or in any way, except maybe in a movie or, or maybe watching David Koresh, you know, burn him and his followers to death or even Jim Jones. And I was, I'm old enough to remember when that happened. I was a little kid, you, yeah. know? Um, you know, so it, it's not that different, you know, no, but it's not. We, as a society, when we see that stuff, we see it as like, you know, something from a fiction movie, right? you know? And so like, it's really crazy. It's, it's insidious. It's based on something that, most people don't understand. I mean, I, I was talking about this when I called in before. Steve Miller, Dr. Steve Miller, has some really great videos. If you Google him, he has this where he gives testimony and he talks about how the courts, the judges, the psychologists don't, don't only get it wrong, they get it backwards. Yeah. Where they usually look at the parent who's getting alienated as the problem maker. Exactly. And, you know, because you're getting all bent out of shape in there. You know, it, it's like, you know. Yeah. Sometimes I get political. I'm not going to say that. Well, um, man, here's 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 the thing. I just and we're gonna and we're kind of running out of time. So there's another caller too, but I just want to say, the way you dealt with it was perfect. The way you explain, you know, that was. I mean, you you basically that was like a home run. So, you know, take take that victory. And, uh, I mean, I, I, and I know that the dread that you have, cause you're knowing it's, you know, next time the kids come over, you it's like going to be part two, but, uh, but that, oh, I, and I appreciate they're you. Not, they don't want to see it out for two weeks. She already said they're not coming for two. And I haven't seen them for like 60% of their time over the last month. Yeah. So, I mean, things are pretty bad. You aren't know, you going back to court? Are, aren't you going, are you going back We're later this month? We're in the middle of court. We're waiting for the judge in terms of some okay. next step, which is a very unique thing. And if I talk about it, it'll probably be just too revealing. To yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. No, so, yeah. Okay. We're in a, we're in a unique. Yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> we're in court though still. All right. Well, hey, thanks for sharing that, man. Right. I appreciate that because that's a, that's a really good example of the right way to do it. So thanks for, thanks for sharing that. Thanks, Dwayne. Have a great day. You too. You know, and I mean, just to dovetail on that, it is so, it's so crazy. And he was right about how they just kind of instinctively know how, know how to do this. One of the things I noticed in my situation, even when I was married, is the ex was a master at the double bind questions. It's like, I couldn't even figure out how in the hell she was able to do it. It's like, how can you formulate a question where there's no, no right answer? It's like, and it's like, even now it's like really difficult for me to, to formulate a question like that. Right. I mean, cause it's just, I don't, my mind doesn't work that way. Right. If I, if I'm trying to ask you a question, I want the real legitimate answer and I don't want it to be a trap, but it's like, they can ask something, you know, do you want to go to the store or not? Yes. Oh, you don't want to go? No, I do. Oh, no, you, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's like every answer is wrong. And when there's kids involved, it's super easy for them to play those stupid mind games. I, well, let me just back up for a moment. To me, it felt like I was in the movie Inception all the time, and, and ideas were being incepted into the kids' I, uh, mind. You know, It's not as, it's not as uh, obvious as, you know, your dad's a scumbag. 
it's it's very it's it's amazing. I've had I know I mentioned this in the past, but I've had conversations with with some of my kids where they're convinced or were convinced that that things were a certain way. Oh, mommy never talks bad about you. And then in the course of the conversation, details would be revealed where it's like, how in the hell is that not talking bad about somebody? You know, and it's it's more well, manipulative, sadistic, nuanced. Ugh. Oh my God. Anyways, Will Hayes says, I hate the stupid questions. Oh my God, you guys were actually talking about okay, I'm gonna back I'm gonna go backwards. So Will Hayes says, I hate the stupid question. Uh let's see. Tim says, stupid questions, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Goose Lord, (laughs) cool name, by the way. You can never win with somebody like that. Anyways, it's just crazy. Oh, Pepper, uh, Pepper Mishka, if I'm saying that correctly, says they plant seeds. That is absolutely true. Seeds of doubt. Tracker Pete says, cool name, by the way. I like that one, too. She is triangulating really sick. Katie says, they find opportunities to control even small things. It's insane. That is so true. Uh, Oh, John Boston says, DSD, mommy doesn't talk bad about you. However, kids don't call and visit. Yeah, actions speak louder than words. They absolutely do. We always have to remember that. Uh, oh, oh my gosh, I can't even say that. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try this again to see if it can help me out. Mishare. Mishare. I like. Uh, says I hate mind games, and I have this going to the wrong speaker, so that probably sounded weird for you guys. Uh, all right, I do have another caller, so I'm gonna go to them here. Uh, it's area code 269, and let me just hit the, the answer button. Whoa, hello, and welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. It's Bill again, Dwayne. Um, I wanted to touch off what the other caller said. He okay. He the word love. Hit it on the, you hit it on the nail here. Um, I've got a son and daughter, which I'm dealing with the same situation. My daughter says the magic word of Lord. Amazing on how they all have the same deal. Um, you've mentioned Steve Miller, and one of Steve Miller's associates is Amy Baker, and she's a, a PhD in spiritual alienation. She's wrote many books. I spoke with her back in, in July to formulate a strategy to be able to help my children. And um, she's got a book. It's called Co-Parenting with a Toxic Ex, uh, What to Do When Your, your, your Ex-Spouse Turns Your Children Against You. It's going to answer a lot of those questions that he just brought up what you read about when the kids come and ask you those crazy questions and what what you're actually doing. The book isn't on your ex. There's, there's no strategies or anything like that talking about the stuff you need. The book explains on how to communicate with your alienated kid being screwed up by by that person your relationship with uh, with them. When when my kid asked me, am I a closet drinker? I don't drink alcohol. My answer was, well, you can check the closet and um, you can look for alcohol. That's what you want to do. Um, he didn't want to hear that. When I read the book, I understand that what my kid wanted to know, are you okay? Can I love you? Good point. That's what the kid wants to know. The kid doesn't want to know, doesn't want the, you spent the, you know, you didn't, you, you spent all the money or you abused or no, they want to know, are you safe enough for me to love you? Because yeah. someone's telling me that uh, I shouldn't. And the other one is for your kids to help with your children. Uh, Amy Baker, once again, has got a workbook for children. Uh, getting through uh, parents' divorce, a workbook coping with divorce and parental alienation, loyalty conflict. What, that, what the last caller was talking about was a severe loyalty conflict. It isn't, there, there's different categories of how they behave. And what what they're what the abuser is doing, and what I want to say is that if you can spot 
with the kids coming out of the kid's mouth, you're going to have a, a much clearer idea on how to help the kid deal with those feelings because they, they rev them up and then they give you the problem. So they preload the kid and then you get the kid and the kid is, you know, my son tells me he hates me. Uh, my son tells me I lie to him. Um, you, you know, and, and after my kid resets and I am able to have him for three hours and he gets through his temper tantrums and stuff, he tells me he doesn't know why he does this stuff. Yeah. And I said, well, how do you think, what do you want me to do? And he told me, he says, dad, I just want you to wait and love me. Do yep. what you've been doing. That's what really helps. Um, and they don't, the children, anything that a kid does hit whatever, the, same, the toxic person will make them lie the point of yeah it's ridiculous and they're gonna lie about you and then when you're around you know like the cult leader and they're all drinking the kool-aid the kid comes out of that that compound literally they're going to believe everything that's going on right and in you you can't get angry at it you can't you've got to understand that you can't the problem is us because we expect the kid to be normal just because you split up doesn't mean you sabotage the other parent right and right. you got to get out of that mindset you got to be ready to unconditionally love your kid and say, Hey, I know you've got a problem. You got to be a super parent, literally. Yeah. And my son has told me countless times that my ex wants us to fight, get mad, and they want to use that triangulation. It's no different than turning your friend against you or your aunt or the church or it's triangulation. It's the same tactic and they, they just, they're going to repeat it. And whatever, whatever you don't like, if you tell your kid you don't like cheeseburgers, they're going to fight over cheeseburgers. Yeah. You know, this is where you document this for the court. Uh, you you know, I mean, I bought a body cam and uh, I use that because she's saying that I'm making the children say these bad things and that she wants me to send my videos to the children's psychologist where she triangulated them and I can't go and see them. I, they won't make an appointment for me. Right. But she wants me, she, my children tell me they, they want me to send those videos of the kids acting out to the psychologist and blame mom for it because she's perfect. Right. You, 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 they have an agenda for the triangulation. Oh, absolutely. And it's to make them look good. It is to make them look good and you look bad. That is the goal. And the kids, well, are stuck in the middle. You know, I mean, the kids are just torn up and it, the, the one thing that you, you, you can't do is lose control. And I, that isn't just anger, upset. Or, I mean, control will be, lose control of yourself to be able to help them get through this. Because, I mean, they're literally coming out of prison. Like you say, doing time. Yeah. Like yeah. you did time. Yeah. No, you're right. And I mean, in everything so there's, there's, you're, you're talking about, I mean, I, that's, I normally describe it as Groundhog Day, right? That's why I say whenever the kids come back, you have to give them time to acclimate. And if you try to rush in saying, okay, you know, hey, you're back here. It's like you never left. It's a re if you try, I just made my eye twitch just thinking about it. it you're going to sabotage yourself. It's a really. Well, you don't, re you yeah. don't warn them. You don't warn them either. You don't yeah. say, well, we're not going to have a problem with homework. We're not going to. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, you don't. You don't. You don't yeah. make attention to it. You just kind of let it, at, you know, just let it transition. <laughs> Right. And you don't, you don't, you know, cause it's like they fought like cats and dogs or whatever the last time you were with them. Yeah. It's a horrible time. You don't say, are we going to have a bad time or good? You don't do that. What you do is when the problem comes up, then you deal with it because what you're, what the ex has done is laid out a new agenda. And then if you bring up the old agenda, now you've got two agendas to fight. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. Oh, and you, you'll set, you'll absolutely sabotage that. yourself. If you do that, and you have an yes. extended period of time, yes. you yes. can pretty much rest assured that your entire time is going to be ruined if you take the bait when they when they come over like that. It's uh yeah, it's a yeah. trap. It and is the, absolutely the, the a trap. Is, wait wait for your kid to show you the wound, help the kid with the wound. Don't talk about all the other times that the kid's been wounded. Right. And right. that is the recurring and you know, this is what we do. We're normal parents, you're like, you know what, you did this, we re you yep. remind them, you tell them you're not gonna tolerate and we do this. And the ex knows you do this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they know. And they're so expecting you. They're expecting they you to them. do it. Yep. They're counting on it. And that, if you want to yeah, drive them crazy, is don't, don't take their bait. 
don't play their play, you know, don't play the game or don't play their part in their play and it'll drive them crazy. Sometimes they'll actually implode on themselves yeah. and expose themselves too. Exactly. So the trick is document, video, record it. Do all get all your evidence, write everything down, play the game. Yeah. Um, and sometimes when the kids get really aggravated with the ex and, and they, they are mad at her, yeah. they seem like a canary. They got no problem. Um, and other times they will tell the stuff. They will they will try to gaslight you. Yep. They, if she knows, like I've got my police cam and I wear it, and I got a remote control where I can turn it on and off. The kids never know when I'm recording it. Right. And they, if they're talking freely, I know that she's told them to say it. Hmm. You, you see. Yep. Yep. And that that that's that gaslighting to to get my reaction out of it. And I just record it. Go okay. And then move on to uh, another topic. But I've used the camera to protect myself because I know that she's trying to build a case against me so that she can get full custody of the children. Because my kids have told me that she says that she's going to end our relationship five thousand times. Is what they told me that she said. That's her agenda. Yeah. And if she can't do it in the courtroom, she's going to do it. Make the kids uh, not want to be with. Her. Yeah. So you just got to be, got to be on top of it. And those two books, that really helps because the book, the emotional part of it explains to the kids uh, what to do. It's the workbook. And Amy set that up. And I have to say, when I, you know, she's, she's expensive, but what I have to say is that she understands this stuff really well. That's, and I, I, you know, I just wish that that lady had a, a usage like you. I mean, but yeah. it isn't that. We can't help each other and get through this stuff. But yeah, I am going to try to reach out and see if I can bring her on the show. I don't, I don't know if she does show. Uh, you should do that. Do podcasts yeah, and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, yeah. She's. Uh, it's it's on my list of things see to my, do. My attorney. I'm sorry, my attorney that uh, I've got that super expensive one that teaches other attorneys. Oh yeah, yeah, right. They're, they were on a board together. They were on a board together. Oh okay. And uh, they he rec- he recommended that I talk with her. To, uh, he's too expensive to talk to, to educate me on anything. He said, talk with her. She'll explain you what to read. And I said, okay. So I paid the money on, you know, called her on the telephone and we had an hour. And then she told me what books to buy. Cool. And Lord God, that really helped me out. No, that's good. I'm going to have to get those. I don't, I haven't read those. Um, I'll have to pick so those good. up. Yeah. Well, man, especially th- the, the dealing with the ex. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for sharing, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, good luck. Best wishes. Love your show. Thanks. Man, it's like a it's psychological warfare. That's what we're dealing with. Thank God that there are actually more resources out now to help people understand what you're dealing with and to give you techniques and, and different different ways to deal with it in the appropriate way. Uh, for anyone who is watching or listening on the uh, podcast, I was showing as the last caller was talking those books, I was bringing them up. Um, I'll try to put links to those in the show notes so you can check them out. And if anybody knows or has any interaction with uh, Amy Baker, mention that uh, she should she should take a take a morning and come on the show, uh, and I'll try to reach out to her. I was I had a bunch of stuff I was going to try to do yesterday, but. My real job got in the way, <laughs> so to speak, and I spent most of the, you know pretty much the entire day trying to catch up on on just tedious paperwork. It was so frustrating because I had uh, I had I had things on my reminder list, people I wanted to contact, shows I wanted to coordinate. Speaking of that, I just want to say tomorrow, Melissa Isaac is supposed to be on the show. I'll confirm that up later today. I'll, I'll create the notes and everything for that. Uh, so she'll be the guest tomorrow to talk about, uh, legal stuff. I am going to try to talk to her about gals and and other stuff. Again, uh, if anybody has any specific issues you would like me to ask, get it to me somehow, comment on this video, uh, best probably now at this stage of the game, the best scenario would be to just send me an email. The links are in the description and, uh, uh, then I can work that into the discussion or the show discussion. Oh, T Solo says, uh, oh, I missed that. 
says, uh, I think a really good topic would be a refresher on triangulation and how to deal with it. Well, good. I'll add that into, I will add that into an uncom- un- un- upcoming, upcoming <laughs> show. Man, easy for me to say. All right. I want to look through the comments a little bit. I know moderator Debbie was sending me some, some comments. Let me just look through those real quick. Uh, Oh, this is a good. Oh man, this is going to be so far back. I don't know if I'm going to be able to find this. Oh, I did. Uh, I did ask the company that creates this software. I'm like, you should add a add a search thing into the into the comments and the reactions window. And they're like, hey, that doesn't work. But we'll add. We'll 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 put that on the list, or we'll at least you know put it up as a suggestion. Okay, I can't find it, so I'm just going to read it. So, uh, Node says. Uh, DST, I'm curious if you have anything to say about the delays the X may cause in court to drag things out while wasting money. Yes, take a deep breath on it. Understand that they're going to do it. Understand you're just dumping extra money on the ground. Just remember that this is a small moment in time uh, on your experience, even though it doesn't feel like it. Because I'll tell you, when I was going through that, it was driving me crazy. I'm like, oh my God, this, why isn't this over? She's not answering the information. She's prolonging the evaluation. We, this, my thing got pushed back months because the ex wouldn't set the appointment up with the custody evaluator and then wouldn't answer questions that the, the evaluator had. And it just kept pushing things farther and farther out. And I'm like, oh my God, when is this going to freaking end? Just... It, it, part of the whole drama with this is this type of thing. So just, I guess, I mean, the main thing on it is just understand that. And what I wish I could have looked at and said, okay, you know what? It's going to take a few more months, but in, in my situation, a few more months and I have 12 years left of this, right? So in the grand scheme of thing, a couple of months in 12 years is not a big deal. It's annoying and back then I was really frustrated because I didn't want her to get an ex- anything anything more than she was entitled to because she loved to throw that word around. I want what I'm entitled to. Bobblehead. I'm doing the bobblehead thing again. And it was just really, you know, bottom line is take a deep breath on it. Understand that they're going to delay, you know, keep on your attorney and people to try to keep, keep pushing it along because the flip side to it is if you just don't do anything with it, it'll just keep getting delayed more and more and more. Uh, to be honest, when I sued her and well, after I sued her in small claims court, whenever she basically came back and tried to take all the retirement money and I put an action against that, I was delaying that. Cause I'm like, you know what? This isn't hurting me. This isn't changing anything. It's all that's going to happen is when this gets resolved, she's going to get a wad of cash. All we're trying to figure out is the, the pile of the money that she's going to get. And I, I actually, I was actually starting to make my attorney mad because I, <laughs> okay, this is kind of a dick move, but what I would do is they would, uh, they would wait until like a couple days before, before we had a court date. It's like, well, this is our new deal. And uh, my attorney would look at it. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Okay. Let me look at it and think about it. You know, we need to delay this. And that's what I kept doing. I'm like, oh, Okay. And then I would say, okay, well, we need to delay because we're not, I'm, I don't know. I need more time to think about this. I don't, I don't know what I think. And they're like, oh, you know, and finally what my attorney did, he's like, look, <laughs> I'll cut a thousand dollars off your bill if you disagree and we just stop this. And I'm like, oh, now what I didn't realize is that, you know, attorneys can just fabricate, not fabricate. My, I actually like my attorney. He wasn't bad, but, but that thousand dollars that he took off. Freaking got added right back on with, you know, extra paperwork and stuff like that. It was pretty annoying. I got to send them a bill. I'm still, still paying on that. I got, I'm down to the last few hundred dollars. I've just been so broke lately. Uh, channel memberships help <laughs> that I haven't been able to, to finish that off. <laughs> Sorry. I hope, I hope you guys don't, don't mind the sick humor on that. But anyways, I digress. So that's my take on that. Uh, Let's see. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I guess Will had said, thank you for taking, to me, thank you for taking time out of your life, your, uh, your sleep to help us out here. 
It's much appreciated. Well, I thank you so much, Will. I'm, I wish I would have saw that whenever you wrote that. I appreciate that, man. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. Ooh, Dana, uh, Dana says, I, I have put, let me try that again. I have put all my energy into working out and running, literally going to be as strong as Superwoman after all this crap. Good for you. You know, and the thing is, is that doing that is, is and I always struggled with physical fitness. You know, I know that it helps increase your mood and make you feel better and all that stuff. And even with that, I just have such a hard time on that. So, so Dana, good for you. That is awesome. Ooh, Mr. Man says, I got my final divorce papers. Mr. Man, does that mean that it's done and you're divorced? Or does that mean that you got the paperwork, now you just have to agree to it, and then you're closer to being almost done? And uh, Oh, my God. Oh, I want to find this one. Katie, what you said is super, super, super important. Um, where, where is it? Where is it? <sighs> wow, Katie, you, you, you were you, you're having a lot of conversation today. Where is it? I want to see. I want to highlight this comment. Dang it! Dang it! Dang it! Um, I'm getting closer to just giving up and just reading it from what moderator Debbie had sent to me. Wow, there's a lot of there's a lot of chat today. And okay, I'm about ready to just punt on it. And wow, they really have to add a search feature on this. This is so not not the way to do it. Okay, I'm punting. Uh, Katie says, "Found out my ex took my old phone, which he used to monitor, uh, used which he used to monitor, and reactivated it." And anyone who had my old phone number, he pretends it's me. Oh, my God. I'm not even sure how you could fix that one, right? I mean, if you changed your number and it was available and he was able to get that number turned back on, that's messed up, obviously. Guys, here's the other thing you have to remember, especially I don't know so much if this is how this works on Android, but on iPhone... If if somebody has a device and knows the password and can turn it back on, they have access to your emails, they have access to your text messages, they have access to uh, potentially your phone calls, depending on how, how it's tracked. It is really important that if you have old devices that you turn all the features off, like you clear it, you, you log it out of your account, uh, you should look into, if you have multiple devices and you're worried about this, you can log in to do, uh, into your iCloud account and see what devices are associated with your account and shut them off. It, you should turn on two-factor authentication. It's not foolproof, but it's better than nothing. And the, 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 at least the nice part about two-factor authentication is you are going to get notified on your device if somebody is trying to turn on another device. Which, you know, I mean, sometimes it's as simple as it pops up and you just say yes, and then you type in a code. But so if somebody does that remotely, I, I even have that with old devices that the batteries have died, I haven't turned on. As soon as I turn them on, my computer is notifying me saying, hey, this, you know, this iPad or this whatever, this old iPhone or whatever is accessing your account. It's like, hey, just a reminder. So that way you know. Sometimes it'll freak you out because you'll, you'll do it. And then by the time you get it, it'll pop up. And then because of the way the internet tracking works, it'll say that it's, you know, it's in a different state and you'll freak out because you'll be like, oh my God, somebody's trying to access my account. But uh, so all that stuff's super important because these people will do crap like that. I can't believe, I mean, I, you know, I can believe it. I want to, I was going to say, well, I can't believe somebody would do that. But and I and I say that because none of us would do that. We wouldn't do that. We wouldn't be that manipulative to reactivate a device and then masquerade as our ex to get information and intel. Besides, I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, a few people will fall for it, but I mean, God, you know, most people aren't. And potentially, you could be committing a crime depending on where you're at. Ugh, that's annoying. But I'm glad you asked that, Katie. I wish I would have found the comment so I could have highlighted it. Uh, let's see. And then Shane had said, my son, try, uh, my son said to me yesterday, quote, mom says that she always gets dragged into stuff when we're with you. My ex says she never says anything bad about me, and so do the kids. It's just like you said. Yeah. It, and it makes you go nuts because you're like, you know it's happening. You know it's real. Everyone's like, oh, I never, I never talk bad about, you know, I never talk bad about Shane. Oh, I don't know what. You know, he's just paranoid. It's too bad that Shane's, your dad's paranoid, right? I mean, it's just, it's crazy. And it drives you crazy. It drives you crazy. All right, I'm scrolling down to the bottom. Uh, oh, the wise chat manager says DSD and or any supply will do, any at all. That is so very true. That is very true. So uh, wise chat manager says, wipe them, change all passwords. Yeah, one of the things, oh, okay, Allswell says, I changed my password. Pa- I changed all my passwords once I figured out my ex was psycho. <laughs> nice. One of the things I do um, for password management, uh, and I actually like on Chrome, and maybe this is not a great way to do it, but this is just what I've done, is I have like two main passwords that I that I use to like get into my personal system. And then everything else, I let the computers generate passwords. Uh, either through Chrome or Safari, depending on what what uh, I'm on a Mac, so you know whatever. But that way, and then have it store it right now. If somebody can compromise, like on Chrome, if somebody can con- compromise my Google account, then you know they can get to everything. But uh, it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, so I'm not using the same password at every place, and I'm not uh, uh, not uh, well. I'm just not using them at every place, and then I have it be this crazy one that needs to be figured out. So I know this isn't a tech channel, but uh, if you don't, if you don't understand any of this, I would just do some, do some YouTube search and you'll find some videos that get out, uh, cover it. Oh, Namas. Oh, Namaste. Okay. That's good. I says, get out of cloud services too. Yeah, I, I agree with you, but I got so much in the cloud. I've kind of committed to that. So, but if you're not and you and it doesn't doesn't inhibit your workflow, then that would be good too. For me, with the way I do things, it's one of those calculated risks that I take. But I would say that if you're in the middle in the start of this and your ex has any computer skills, then I would definitely shut things down because it's so easy if somebody can compromise yourself to get all your to get as, to get a lot of information. Corey says, yes, it's all about winning. Oh, Allswell, this is a good one. Allswell says, even just looking at them gives them supply. That is so, it is. Any attention. Good att- it doesn't even, have to be, doesn't even have to be positive attention. It could just be looking at them with hate and disdain. Then they're like, yes, I know that they're thinking about me. It's crazy. I mean, can you ma- imagine for a moment, I know we're running out of time. Just imagine being that person that that's your life. What a sorry existence. What a, you know, you can't have any joy or real genuine joy or relationships when you're, that's your mindset. It's crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Oh, this is good. Scott says, Scott Comrie says, cloud services are good in the event you lose access to a physical device for any given reason. Good point. And I will say that there was a, uh, I was, um, I had a bunch of emails and stuff. I'm trying to remember what happened. Something happened with like my Yahoo account. And it's like this whole period of time, everything got lost. And it was information that I really, really, really wanted to keep. Uh, my backup system for that information was not very well. Anyways, we are about out of time. So... Thank you guys for hanging out with me today. Make sure you tune in tomorrow for our conversation with Melissa Isaac. It should be outstanding. I do want to say thank you to all the channel members who support the channel. 
Uh, thank you so much for your support. It really means a lot. Be kind to yourself. Don't let these people break you. Hope you have a great rest of your day, and I will see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.